It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning, the day after Memorial Day, and hopefully you had a good Memorial Day weekend, went to a parade or did whatever, and somehow observed what the day is for to memorialize those who have given their life in service to this country, and hopefully we all got a chance to uh, at least take a moment and uh, stop and think about it, if nothing else. But it's Tuesday, and the weather, well, it's the week we want to start getting some haying done. Yeah, we're going to get some done, but it's not going to be a great haying week. We'll still get some knocked down. So did uh, Bob and Jill with you, by the way, here doing the chores at the shank of the day, as we look at about 66 degrees right now, 77 Partly sunny, and the breeze will turn to wind again today. It's going to be windy. I'll tell you, I don't remember a day like yesterday, the wind blowing as hard as it did for so long. What about you out there in the countryside? You must have uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company, them poor calves, probably blowing across the pasture. Well, they've got some weight on them, so they're all right. But oh. I did notice, man, it blew and blew and blew. Sure didn't have trouble with bugs when I was out fencing, so... <laughs> No, the bugs uh, bugs couldn't land, that's for sure. And, again, it's going to pick up again as the day goes along. It'll start out kind of breezy and then turn windy again. We'll tell you all about the weather as we go along. As we said, it looks like uh, this is the week. We uh, get started haying in some places. Others, it'll still be a, another week or so. We always know not everybody cuts hay at the same time for different reasons. But I uh, got a note from Jerry Clark, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent. He was out in the field. He was working yesterday. Went out in a couple of hay fields in the Tilden area on the Socorro farm. The hay's getting close. It's uh, 26 inches tall and 180 relative forage quality. And in the Boyd area, now this is on the Bruce Dirks farm, not Steve Dirks. This is on the Bruce Dirks farm in the Boyd area. And uh, the sample there, just a little over 23 inches tall. And relative forage quality is at 195, so that's a little further away. But uh, getting oh so close, as we said, some folks will be starting later on this week when they can find a window of opportunity in this weather forecast. Others, it's going to be next week, but it's going to cool down. It's uh, not going to be near as warm, as we said, just 77 today. Dairy breakfast, and uh, you won't make many dairy breakfasts this weekend. you got another big event coming up. Yeah, I suppose I better be in attendance to the wedding. Yes, your daughter's getting married. She is. Which daughter? Nicole. Well, that's good. So uh, she'll be getting married down in the, what, Portage area? Yep, she gets married at Portage on the farm. They bought a farm down there and we're going to get married. She's going to get married out on the ridge. Ah, good for her. So uh, Jill won't be at the breakfast, but we still have lots of breakfast going on. We'll talk about, in fact, let's uh, give you an idea, a quick idea, and we'll be reminding you as the week goes along where they're at. On Friday, this weekend's busy. Friday, uh, June 3rd, of course, it's Marshfield, the Marshfield Area Chamber of Commerce and Industry, putting on the Dairy Fest breakfast, as well as all kinds of other activities that the uh, Chamber will be uh, helping put on over the weekend in Marshfield. Also, June 4th on Saturday, Barron County Dairy Breakfast on the Wolf Farm, Rainbow Valley Farms, and that's on Highway P. That is north of Almina. Also, the Athens Dairy Breakfast, 7 to 11. That'll be at Veterans Park in Athens on Saturday. Monroe County Breakfast, 7 to 11 at Hawk High Dairy Farm in the Norwalk area. And also, Portage County Dairy Breakfast. They'll have a few over there in Portage County. But the Portage County Dairy Breakfast at Edgewood Dairy Farm will be from 8 to noon on Saturday. And that's uh, County Road I in the Custer area. We got any on Sunday? You bet. Abbotsford FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast is on Sunday from 7 to noon at Ensing Rolling Acres in Dorchester. That's on County Line Road. Stratford FFA has their breakfast from 7 to 12.30, and that is at Country Air Ballroom uh, in Stratford, on County Road P in Stratford. And then Granton FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast is from 7 to 12.30, at C.J. Walter Farm, and that's on Prey Avenue in Granton. All right, so those are the breakfasts coming up 
this weekend, and we'll repeat those as the week goes along so you can get them on your schedule as well. We won't worry about talking about the weekend weather yet, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's going to be good for the breakfast. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a quick check of our weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. Don't forget, your Markwart Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation. Also, of course, we've got, uh, well, wait a minute, John Michael, you're not ready yet. Because we've got the the 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and a car wash. So, again, that's at Markwart Motors. Don't forget about that. All right. Weather forecast quickly. Today, 77, partly sunny and, again, windy. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 71. Thursday, Slight chance of some rain, high 72, so definitely cooling off a little bit as we get further into the day and the week. Right now, 66 degrees here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. A Tuesday morning at WAC. 66 right now, 77 the high. It's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Gun reform is now on the agenda for a bipartisan group of senators. Here's Brian Shook. The Senate isn't in session this week, but the group is meeting remotely on Tuesday to discuss gun control policy. Texas Senator John Cornyn said the group will discuss background checks and potential limitations regarding what sort of firearms you can buy and own and maintain with a criminal or mental health record. The Republican said many issues should be discussed at the state level, but there are some things the Senate needs Needs to do on a national level. Police say 40 people were shot in Chicago over the Memorial Day weekend. Six of them were killed. The number of shootings outpaced last year's Memorial Day weekend when 37 people were shot, three of them fatally. Meantime, police in Tennessee say six people shot in downtown Chattanooga Saturday night were all teenagers. Another Federal Reserve policymaker is calling for at least two more interest rate hikes of a half percent each. Fed Governor Christopher Waller said he supports tightening policy by another 50 basis points for several meetings. Meantime, President Biden will meet with Fed Chairman Jerome Powell today. Brad Siegel has more. The White House says the meeting will focus on how the American and global economies are doing. The gathering comes a few weeks after the Senate easily confirmed Powell for another term as the head of the central bank. It's also happening as the Fed has already raised interest rates this year and more rate hikes are expected in the future as well. Passengers and crew on a Carnival cruise ship that caught fire in the Caribbean are back in Florida. The blaze broke out in the smokestack while the Carnival Freedom was docked in Grand Turk in the Turks and Caicos Islands on Thursday. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, we love what we do. And uh, let's take a look at our weather forecast, see how much we're going to love that. Today, it's going to be partly sunny, but windy again. Breezy early, and then wind's going to be picking up once again. High about 77, 48 overnight. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 71. Thursday, slight chance of rain, 72. Friday should be dry. Saturday again, a chance of rain, 69. Sunday, about 72, so definitely cooling off from some of the warm uh, over-the-weekend weather. Right now, it's uh, around the area, 70 in Rice Lake. Medford's at 65. Wausau's warm at 77. Marshfield's 68. La Crosse, 71. In Green Bay, 75. Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, all at 76 this morning. And here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, again, we're right now at 66 degrees, looking for 77. Should be a pretty nice day, but again, the winds are going to blow. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural 
For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About five and a half minutes after five o'clock here on this Tuesday morning, 66 degrees. Again, another breezy, windy day, 77. Markets were all closed yesterday, but uh, opened last night. We'll look at the Board of Trade where it is this morning. But first of all, uh, Jill, how the livestock look as we closed last week? Choice fed beef steers are 136 to 149 and a half with mixed at 70 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 138 to 143 and a half with mixed at 116 to 137. Choice fed Holstein steers are 122 to 137. Cows are 64 to 96 and a half with bulls at 64 to 102. Butcher hogs are 55 to 93 with sows at 40 to 56. Boars are 21 to 27. New crop market lambs are 185 to 227 and a half with feeder lambs at 150 to 275. And at the Mercantile Exchange at the close of the trade last week, live cattle prices were mixed, mostly lower. June live cattle closed on Friday, 132.17. That was down 22. August 132.40 down 20. October 138.05 down 12. December cattle were up seven cents at 143.90. And again, all the markets are reopening now after Memorial Day. Feeder cattle were lower across the board. August 166.32. That was down 35. September 169.30 down 42. October down 72 at 171.82. November 173.90 down 80 cents. And January at 174.10 down 80. Lean hog carcass contracts were mixed. Uh, near months were lower. June 110.40 down 70 cents. July hogs 111.72 down a dime. August at 110.45 down, or excuse me, 110.45 up 32 cents on that August contract. And October at 94.77, that was up 47. Board of Trade did reopen for uh, the overnight trade. And uh, corn and wheat were lower for last week. Soybeans were higher, 27 cents higher for the week. Crude oil also up, unfortunately. So, again, I see a lot of... Do you notice anybody any less driving around the countryside than uh, before? No, the roads were awfully busy this weekend. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I thought this would uh, be like COVID, and people would stop driving and stay closer to home. But it's not looking that way to me. But July crude... uh, the last trade up a dollar twelve, hundred and fifteen dollars and twenty one cents a barrel. So, don't look for that oil price to come down or the gas price rather to come down at the pump. But do what you need to do. July corn down three cents overnight at seven seventy four this morning. The oats also down three at seven dollars. July wheat down twenty five cents overnight, eleven thirty two. But soybeans for July up fifteen at seventeen forty seven again. Good demand for meal and oil, and of course biodiesel. So soybean the demand is up there. Soybean meal up two fifty a ton at four hundred thirty four dollars and eighty cents. And at the end of the last week, barrel cheese up a penny at two twenty nine and a half. Blocks unchanged two twenty eight. Butter down a cent and a quarter on Friday two eighty seven and three quarters. Class three mostly higher. May was unchanged at twenty five nineteen, and of course. May will come off the board after today. June up twenty six cents at twenty four fifty one. July up twenty three at twenty four sixty. August up eighteen cents at twenty four thirty six. September class three up twenty three at twenty four seventeen. As prices were higher out through April of next year. Nine and a half minutes after five o'clock, sixty six degrees. We'll get about seventy seven today. Partly sunny and windy. I don't know. Money knocked down hay yesterday, and I think it's probably in the neighbor's field because the way the wind was blowing, it wasn't going to lay there very long. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some decent hay and weather coming up here, but uh, we're still, for the most part, uh, for a lot of folks, a little ways away from making hay, but uh, the season is upon us. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to take a look at uh, food, the food crisis in Russia, Ukraine, and the U.S. The D.A. doing some things to uh, maybe alleviate some of that, put more acres in this country in production. 
We'll talk about all that this morning as we uh, move along on wax. 11 minutes after 5, 66 degrees now, breezy and windy today, high about 77 degrees on this day after Memorial Day, and it was sure nice to see so many people out and about at the parades and other observances, parade in Eau Claire, what they had a parade in Osseo, an observance of some kind down in Osseo. Yeah, they do a parade in Osseo. They, the high schoolers go, band goes to Fairchild and to the Osseo cemeteries. I went out to Thompson Valley Cemetery where mm-hmm. we have a service yeah. out there and the Augusta band actually comes out there. Ah, so good stuff. And I know the high ground uh, down in Nielsville had it and just all over the area. So uh, congratulations and Good for you for showing up and uh, honoring our war dead is what it amounts to. The folks that gave their life in the service to our country. 14 minutes, 14 and a half after 5 o'clock. Let's take a look at some of the news now. Food shortages anticipated around the world because of crazy man Putin and his war over in Ukraine. And uh, again, this is making uh, the USDA take a look. And are there ways to grow more food in this country? We've got some options to talk about. Jill, tell us some of those things. The USDA is responding to anticipated food shortages around the world caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the loss of millions of acres of crop production in Ukraine this year. One of the world's largest producers of crops like corn, wheat, barley, oil seeds, and cooking oils. That new policy includes allowing farmers with land in the Conservation Reserve Program to take that land out of CRP if they are in the final year of a CRP contract. The land must stay in the program until the end of the primary nesting season for this year, and farmers must first get the okay from the Farm Service Agency. If approved, they will not have to repay any rental rates for terminating their contracts. FSA offices will be sending letters to producers with expiring contracts to explain the changes and how to get approval for the voluntary termination. The USDA is also offering some flexibility to the NRCS programs like EQIP and CSP to help the situation. And Russia is feeling the pressure on their trade opportunities since the world has literally cut off their trade options because of their war in Ukraine. The Russians have invited a senior United Nations official to Moscow in the coming days to discuss ways for the Russians to export fertilizer. Currently, fertilizer and grains are not listed as sanctioned products that can't be exported from Russia But the Russians are complaining because of logistical transport, insurance, and bank transfer problems are preventing those products from going out. The Russians are also saying they are ready to provide a humanitarian corridor for vessels carrying food from Ukraine. But there's a catch. The Russians will only do that if sanctions are lifted on Russian exports and financial transactions terms other countries aren't willing to concede. One of the problems with that scenario is the Russians have destroyed the city and port at Maripol, one of the largest export centers in southern Ukraine. Other exports out of Ukraine say the Russian invasion has already cut Ukraine's economy about $1 trillion in losses because of their lost business activity, destruction of infrastructure, and reduced investments from overseas and loss of exports. And finally, June Dairy Month begins tomorrow, and it's time to eat. The first dairy breakfast will be this Friday at the Central Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in Marshfield as part of the annual Dairy Fest weekend in Marshfield. Breakfast begins at 5 a.m. And, of course, uh, if you're just joining us, you missed we had the list of a whole weekend of activities, including dairy breakfast around the area, on Saturday and Sunday. And we'll do that again as uh, we go along this morning. So, again... Breakfast to start this week, Friday in Marshfield. Also, Jerry Clark again, Chippewa County Agricultural Agent, was out yesterday, as a matter of fact, checking alfalfa stands to see how close they are to that first cut. And uh, in Tilden on the Socorro Farm, he was out in that alfalfa stand to measure 26 inches in height, 
180 relative forage quality. So that one's getting awfully close. And also in the Boyd area on the Bruce Dirks farm. This is a Bruce Dirks farm. The sample just over 23 inches and 195 relative forage quality. So that stand is a little further away. And again, uh, not the best hand weather this week, but uh, I know some, you saw some down around the, your area already. Bears grass has some knocked down? Yeah, bears grass had a knocked down, and I saw the big chopper box wagons going to, I assume, fill a bunker. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, the activity is starting. Hopefully, Mother Nature will cooperate and uh, get that crop where it needs to be, and uh, so we can start knocking down, hey, we, I love it to say we. <laughs> no, I mow my lawn, that's all I do, but anyway, hopefully we'll get the hay in season underway. All right, Bridget Finky. we haven't heard from Bridget. I talked to Bridget earlier this month about some very important things. We'll hear what uh, she's got to say. That's all next. Bridget, our resident attorney and uh, so active in financial plans for the future, and uh, we'll talk to her next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. How do you get started and how do you define start versus finish when we talk about uh, setting up a plan for the future of your business, be it a farm or any other business? Bridget Finke joins us once again to explain some of those things. Bridget, of course, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And, Bridget, we were talking earlier before we got started that uh, this is the start. It's not the finish when you begin this process. So you don't have to have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted for the first time you start talking about it, right? Absolutely. You know, you and I talk a lot about why don't people get started. And I think one of those reasons that I see frequently is feeling like you yourself have to solve all the problems. You have to know exactly what tool, what you need. I need an LLC and a trust and a this and a that. Um, and feel like you have to have all those answers before you even go and see a professional. And and in my mind, that, number one, just puts way too much pressure on yourself. And number two, really um, takes away some of the benefit that you get from going to see a professional. Um, most, most business owners, farm owners, whatever the case may be, you may be putting together your estate plan, your succession plan, maybe once in your lifetime, or maybe, you know, once and then you have a change of direction and, and you're revisiting or fine tuning it. The professionals that you work with are dealing with these issues multiple times a day, every day. And so they are going to be able to bring ideas and the benefit of their experience, the benefit of seeing how these various tools worked or didn't work for their other clients and can help you determine what's the best tool for your particular job that you're trying to accomplish. And Bridget, you mentioned various tools. We think of, well, is this going to be a will, a trust, an LLC? How many of these tools are available out there, and then how do we sit down and determine which one might be the best? Well, there's a big toolbox um, full of tools. You know, even LLC is it an LLC that's taxed as a partnership, taxed as a S corporation. Um, there are all kinds of different options and ways of going about solving these problems, and so. Where I think clients are better off focusing is what keeps us up at night? What's our worry? What's the thing that we don't want to see happen? What is the end destination of where we want to get? Um, And then also just organizing your information. What things do you already have in place? Did you do a medical directive at the clinic? Do you have a copy of it? Can you find it? Um, getting together the list of here are all the assets, here are our various businesses, here's the ownership percentage. Do you have a buy-sell already? Have you never done that before? Gathering up your information and gathering up your goals and worries 
and then bringing that to your professionals to help decide, okay, what's the scope of this job? And then what's the best tool to accomplish it? Bridget, you kind of make me smile because as you were talking about all that, I was going back to my college days thinking about uh, when we were in college, the papers we had to write. Some of them were pretty long in some of those classes. And I always did it. I think most people did it by putting an outline together of where we start, what the body's going to be, and where we want it to finish. Does doing something like that for our business and our future help? Or otherwise, we got just a combination of a whole bunch of stuff in no particular order. Absolutely. Um, and, and really, a lot of times those initial meetings, you know, whether that's with your accountant, whether that's with your lawyer, whether it's with a, a consultant of some sort, you know, think of that first um, meeting as being the brainstorming session where you're throwing everything down onto the table. And then the end goal of that is to get it organized more in an outline or a plan of action, um, plan of attack. And so, um, you know, certainly if, if outlining, bullet pointing is something that, um, makes, makes sense to you, you know, some, some people don't think linear like that, but sounds like you and I are of the same mind of, of having that, that outline, that plan of attack, that, that task list absolutely then helps you get going on this process. And that's the other thing you and I talk about all the time. This is not just a one meeting and it's going to be solved um, in in many instances. For some folks, maybe it is. Um, but, you know, what I typically say is you've spent a lifetime accumulating all these assets and making changes to the business over time. Is it really realistic that one hour meeting, you're going to have it all all figured out, all disposed of, and, and all taken care of? not really realistic. It's going to take some time and usually hearing ideas from your professional, having an opportunity to think about that, um, consider the pros and cons of different options and reach that decision rather than, than putting your pressure on yourself that, hey, today is the day I'm making the decision and that's it and um, it's, it's forever and done. And with the, an outline too, I think of the different entities we have on the farm, land, machinery, cattle, buildings, things like that, if you get them put down as far as an outline, you can put details under them later, and that's where a professional can help you do that. Absolutely, and um, we were talking uh, before we went on the air here um, about uh, that I just participated in a, in a panel through UW Extension for woodland owners, and so there was a CPA on there, there was me as an attorney, um, there was land use conservation easement folks, and, and all of them, their feedback of, you know, hey, what's the best way to work with them is don't wait till the very end to bring them into the process. And so I, I guess that that's really uh, um, if if no one hears anything else out of this um, discussion today is it don't don't feel like you are right at the finish line when you go and see someone you know bring them in along on the race both to take the pressure off of yourself that you need all the answers when this isn't your line of work you know you're a farmer you're a trucker you're whatever your business is but also. Um, helping involve them in the process so, so they can help guide you along the way. And as we get into this process and put the outline together, as far as our, well, we'll talk about the farm enterprise at this point, do we need to know the end line? We haven't filled in all the details in our outline, but at the end, do we need to know or we should at least have an idea of what we want to accomplish with this as far as who is going to be involved and where we want the land to go, the animals, the machinery, the buildings, and things like that, so the outline can lead us to our final destination? Absolutely. I mean, if you come to me to say, hey, I want to draft my will, and I say, well, who do you want to receive your assets when you die? And you say, I don't know. That That's not a question for the attorney to resolve. And so... Having some idea of who we want involved, how we see the process going. What is your five-year plan, your 10-year plan? Do you still want to be running the combine in five years but not milking the cows? All of those kind of practical things are helpful then 
to craft the appropriate plan to make those transitions happen. It can be done, and it can be done with help. The final plan of how you want your business enterprise, be it a farm or whatever, to end up. But make sure you include the people that can help you make those decisions. Bridget Finke is one of those, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. I'm Bob Bosold. Yeah, thanks to Bridget. Always good information that Bridget provides us, and uh, we'll catch up with her in June as well and uh, get more information to take us toward that final goal. 5.30 in the morning, and let's ring the news bell, shall we? Get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Good morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Appropriate commemoration, indeed, and now back to it on another week. Yep, here we go. It's Tuesday already. What's going on around the area? I know it wasn't... Did you hear the news? How many people got shot in Chicago all over the weekend? 40 people? And it's violence like that that continues in Milwaukee. We'll talk about it in our state. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today, and we'll take that and update that the long holiday weekend and six more shootings include Milwaukee adding to the violence. Say one of the triple shootings saw a man killed, and the violence Monday came after police say 11 were shot between Friday and Sunday night. Two people killed in those shootings. Here locally, though, a lot quieter in terms of violence, but still somber for Memorial Day in Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls, as hundreds turned out in communities and cities to remember those who gave their lives for our country. In Eau Claire, we had the return of the parade stretching from Wilson to Owen Park, and in Chippewa Falls, their parade ended with a ceremony in Irvin Park. We look to other headlines, and that includes the political stage, active this week in a local connection. With the Wisconsin Supreme Court expected to rule soon on whether those ballot drop boxes are allowed under state law, Chippewa Valley lawmakers rallied in support of them this week. Democratic State Senator Jeff Smith saying... They're safe, they're secure, um, they work, because, by the way, every ballot has to be... Um, Line or match up with a voter. And we look to the other side of the aisle, but a familiar name as Republican State Senator Kathy Bernier of Chippewa Falls sponsored a bill that would have allowed drop boxes. It passed without support from Democrats who said it was too limited. They voted against all of it and then now are, are complaining about it. Well, that's, in my mind, nonsensical. Oh, Governor Tony Evers did end up vetoing the bill. The state's Supreme Court ruling is expected in June. Taking a peek into public health as coronavirus cases rise around the country here in Wisconsin, hospitalizations continue to inch up. State Hospital Association saying that 372 people are in the hospital with the virus across the state. You can always find more information, direct links to DHS online when you go to 715newsroom.com. And it'll be eyes to the sky soon, almost air show time. Planners getting ready for this weekend's Chippewa Valley Air Show. Planes will be ready to take to the skies this weekend. You might be hearing them rumble through the valley before then, though. Blue Angels, of course, this year's headline performers. And from here on solid ground in our 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. You ever have any desire to go up with the Blue Angels? You know, they always take a few people up early and show them how those planes work? Two things. Me personally, yeah. I can barely take those curvy back roads. <laughs> I don't have the stomach for it. But uh, you remember our mutual friend, a meteorologist at WAU 13 was Monica Ott? Oh, yeah. So she went up. And I always remember this bit of advice. If for any reason you're ever invited to go up, and it's impressive seeing the Blue Angels. It's, oh, it is. It's, you know, like nothing else. But she said, eat a banana. It's soft and it tastes the same coming up. As it does going down. So I never looked at bananas the same after that, I can tell you. That's Monica's advice. It is, and I pack it for any long road trip myself if Alex is driving. Holy man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one I never heard before, but it's it's a good thought-out process. And she knows from experience, I'll put it that way, so you can trust her extra. But they'll be here this weekend. I'll tell you, Mm -hmm. it's almost as much fun for me when I was out to walk around and see all the other planes older and modern planes that were there i remember talking to a guy they had the uh, one of these uh what do they call these real flat planes that they can't be detected by radar? oh yeah um what do they call those planes uh anybody remember what those the little they're like a just like a leaf is one of the most but mm-hmm. two guys flying in there he was a major from colfax in the air force i'll let you go here in a minute that's but, okay but uh and uh he he flew that and I said, uh, you ever been overseas to Afghanistan? Oh, I've made, I don't know, 
30, 100, I don't know, yeah. bombing raids in there. I said, oh, really? Where were you stationed? Kansas. What? I said, what do you mean, Kansas? He said, yeah, we take that plane up. And what is the name of that little flat plane that, you know, it looks like a pancake or whatever? Stealth. Stealth. Stealth aircraft. Stealth, uh, stealth planes. And he said, two of us go. They, you know, there's just two of them. Yeah. And they lay there, and they're all wired up, hooked up, because they're not stopping for, they go for 36 hours, he said, from Kansas. Whoa. Two of them. One guy will fly, the other guy will rest, and then they get over Afghanistan. They'll drop their payload, turn around, and come home. What? Yeah, those stealth aircraft. And this was a kid from Colfax originally. He was, at that point in time, and this was a few years ago at the air show, he was a major or a colonel, I don't remember, but I had a good talk with him, and uh, oh, it was really interesting. That is, yeah, and you definitely more stories like that going to be circling around the grounds for the air show yeah. this weekend. Well, it's amazing what you of, can see in here. It's not yeah. just about the air show. There's no, a lot going sure. on on ground too. For those of us that can't, they can't quite get up <laughs> off the solid ground, we plenty to do. That's for sure. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Hey, we got to get weather because Mike Dandry is over there at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Got busy talking about the air show here and uh, forgot we got to check our weather. <laughs> because we're getting into hay in season. I'll tell you, like I said earlier, everybody knocked down hay yesterday. They had to hope it didn't blow away because, man, that wind was strong. And that's the strongest wind for the longest time that I can remember. Man, it just didn't stop. Yeah, and uh, with those storms last night, too, in uh, Chippewa Falls, there was a wind gust uh, reported at 68 miles per hour. And, uh, I mean, that, that was enough to down a tree near Lake Wasoda. So it was very, very windy uh, for most of the day yesterday, let alone uh, those storms that moved through last night. Now, we'll still be breezy for today and a little bit cooler, but still slightly above average. We'll have plenty of sunshine throughout the day, temperatures climbing to the upper 70s, but we could have wind gusts in excess of 30 to 35 miles per hour. Now, going into tonight, we'll maintain mainly clear conditions, start to pull back a little bit on the winds, but still about 10 to 15 miles per hour for our winds as we dip to the low 50s for our lows. Tomorrow, plenty of sunshine yet again, maybe a couple passing clouds here and there uh, later in the afternoon. But our highs going to be on the cooler side, mostly around the 70-degree mark. And Thursday, that's when we have a chance at some isolated showers, but otherwise uh, mainly sunny for a good bit of the day and still in uh, temperatures in the low to mid-70s. And going into Friday, more sunshine, temperatures once again in the low 70s. So this may be a better week uh, than last week, especially to cut hay before we do have more chances at some showers heading into the weekend. And a lot cooler on Saturday, may even only hang on to the mid-60s for our highs. But right now, we're starting to clear out just a little bit. We still have some clouds hanging around, though, and a temperature of 67 degrees in Eau Claire. How come we're getting moisture? You know, you go a little bit out west, and I know North Dakota's wet, but uh, you go out west of the Great Plains, California, Oregon, Washington, uh, Montana, those places are Nebraska desperately dry. Where's mm-hmm. our moisture coming from that they're not getting it? Well, I mean, we have plenty of moisture coming in from the Gulf region when we uh-huh. have those strong southerly winds, and uh, that's what's led to a lot of that um, convection, too, has led to uh, storms developing in the upper plains, uh, but not quite towards the western plains, where, again, they are very starved for moisture. Yeah, really not good, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's current 67 right now? 67 right now, uh, yes, sir. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. Yeah, I talked to some uh, farmer ranchers from Nebraska this last week. Uh, I believe it was on Friday. And they said that, uh, I don't know, in the last how many months they've had an inch and a half of rain in like the last year. It's just absolutely. I said, well, what are you doing for pasture? He said, we... What we say now is we turn the cows out. We don't turn them out on pasture. We just say we're turning the cows out because there's no pasture to turn them out on. So, again, the pressure is going to be on some of those cow-calf operations in the West. Uh, Welke Land and Cattle Company may be worth a lot more money right coming up because uh, they don't have anything to feed them. That'd be kind of cool, actually. But Well, for you. <laughs> for me, yes, uh, not for them. I told him, I said, you should have drove a big semi and taken some hay home with you. He said, I wish I would have because they are very, very dry out in that part of the country. All right, we've got uh, 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. We're going to talk to Jerry Fitzgerald here in a little while as the markets will reopen. And uh, Dan Understander, our alfalfa program. Of course, yesterday, nobody was here. And uh, we'll get Dan on later on this morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Well, the phone's ringing. I don't know if that's Jerry Fitzgerald or not. Good morning. Who's this? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, it is Jerry Fitzgerald. What a nice surprise. I just uh, mentioned you. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you uh, got your alarm clock set for this weekend, you're not going to eat at home very much. Lots going on over uh, your way for dairy breakfast. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and you guys have mentioned that. Of course, uh, Friday morning will be in uh, uh, the fairgrounds in Marshfield. Uh, uh, Saturday morning is Athens up at the park fair, and Sunday morning will be over at Country Air. Yeah, it's, uh, it'd be like the traveling show here this week. Well, Granton and Abbotsford also on Sunday. I mean, we'll talk about more of them, but a lot of dairy breakfast this weekend, so uh, we'll get ready for that. Anyway... Let's uh, see what's going on. Did you have a good Memorial Day? What'd you do? Anything special? Did you go to the parade or anything? Well, no, we had a nice ceremony in the cemetery, and then we uh, had a, a nice family gathering yesterday afternoon, so it was a nice day, and uh, just, like you said, though, very windy. I was going to say, you shouldn't have had any problem with flies and mosquitoes at the picnic. No, not a problem yet, and it's... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I and mean, we didn't really get... Was it supposed to rain last night? I don't think we got anything here. Yeah, we got some here. It rained a little bit. I don't think it was uh, overwhelming, but uh, we did have some, but uh, not not much. And uh, more more rain off and on as the, some of the uh, bigger operations start cutting hay this week. So that's going to be one thing that they'll be keeping their eye on the sky. Well, we uh, didn't have any sales yesterday, but I know the, the sale barns will be active. Uh, Altoona will have a sale today, and I know you will too. So get us started on uh, on a market week over there that's one day shorter. We will do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good one. And uh, like Bob said, we will be uh, starting today, too, here at Equity Stratford. We do get underway this morning at 10 o'clock. That'll be the uh, hay and straw auction. And we do have uh, consignments of oat straw already for that auction today. Folks are looking for large squares of oat straw. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock today, we'll do uh, start with the market auction today. We sell conventional market cows today, fed cattle, bulls, also organic market cows, which we do sell every Tuesday. And uh, this afternoon, probably around 1 or so, we will get to the baby calves, finish up the sale today with the rest of the uh, market cattle. Full marketing day on tap here at Equity Stratford for tomorrow, Wednesday, as we begin June. Uh, we do start at 10 o'clock also tomorrow morning with the, uh, uh, like I said, full marketing day. Uh, market cows, fed cattle, bulls, sheep, hog, and goats also on Wednesday, and baby calves. Peter cattle sale this week also on Wednesday. That will be a noontime start on Thursday. Full marketing day also on Thursday starts at 11 o'clock with uh, market cattle, baby calves on Thursday, usually around 12, 12.30. And like I said, our next feeder cattle sale will be uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, June 1st, 12 noontime start. We do have a special breeding bull sale coming up. That'll be in a couple weeks here on Wednesday, June 15th. Our next dairy sale here in Stratford will be on June 7th, uh, next Tuesday. Again, we have a lot of information on our website, upcoming sales here in the month of June. Uh, always a very busy month. And, uh, folks, I invite you to take a look at that equity just uh, click on Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and you'll have all that information right there. So, Bob, uh, we will be back here tomorrow morning. We'll give an update on how the markets are trending, and it's always interesting after a holiday. Uh, but you had mentioned something that we were I was thinking about when you were talking about how dry it is. Our rest uh, certainly probably going to have an effect again on the, a lot of these guys are probably going to have to liquidate some of their beef cows, which is unfortunate, but uh, seem to be a lot of cattle on feed. Uh, uh, the cattle and feed report was last week, so New record America, but uh, we like eating beef, so that's shouldn't be a problem. No, new record number of cattle on feed now in the country. So most since I don't know whenever, but uh, yeah, they're not in the, they're not in pasture. They're in the feedlots now. So we don't think we're going to run out of beef. But boy, these guys are struggling out there. That's for sure. All right, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Yeah, and for us baseball fans, kind of a nice weekend. So. Yeah, the Brewers did all right. I was watching some of that yesterday. A double dip over the Cubs. That's a good thing. They got the Cubs again. I think tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. Uh, two more games in Chicago, then they finally come home. But uh, they're playing uh, well. They're well. It's uh, not overwhelming, I guess. But you got to look at who they've been playing too. But still, it's uh, encouraging. Uh, first place again. So. All right, Bob, you enjoy the day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Very good. Thank you, sir. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And again, sale activities will uh, get underway today. Again, the Altoona Barn will have a sale, and 
Of course, over at Stratford Premier, lots of sale activity as we start back up after taking the holiday off. We'll wrap up the markets next here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Synergy Cooperative over the Ridgeland bringing us the market information. And uh, let's take a look at what's going on on the Board of Trade. Reopening after being closed for Memorial Day Monday, opened overnight. And uh, we had July corn down three cents as we started this morning at seven seventy four. The oats also down three cents at seven dollars a bushel. Wheat for July down twenty five at eleven thirty two, and soybeans up fifteen cents at seventeen forty seven, and meal up two fifty a ton at four hundred thirty four dollars and eighty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corns at seven thirteen, with soybeans at sixteen ninety three. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corns at seven thirty four, with soybeans at seventeen thirteen. And taking a look at uh, the rest of our markets at the country elevators on our DTN screen. Corn today at Golden Plump. 754 a bushel. Baldwin, 704 and 1687. Durand has corn at 704. Beans at 1677. Mondovi, 704 on the corn, 1682 on the beans. Elmwood is 709 and 1687. Fall Creek, 694 on the corn, 1672 on the beans. And Osseo, 714 and 1687. Elk Mound, 712 on the corn, 1694 on the beans. Sparta, 714 and 1698. Ellsworth corn, 694 beans, 1662 at the ethanol plants. That uh, Boyceville, 758. Stanley, 724. New Richmond, 720. Barrel cheese up a penny on Friday, 229 and a half. Blocks unchanged, 228. And butter down a cent and a quarter at 287 and three quarters. May class three, 2519. June up 26 at 2451. July up 23 at 2460. August up 18 at 2436. And September up 23 at 2417. Ready for a night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest. Hosted by Ray Lakers and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headlining Joe Nichols. On-site camping's available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Last week, Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, uh, visited with us on our next Grow Alfalfa program about this first cut. And about conditions as well. Dan, you mentioned the price is up, so it's a valuable commodity. And it's not just here in Wisconsin, but when you look at the market and the availability of hay ground around the country, it's very important. That's right, Bob. Uh, What we're seeing again is kind of the same pattern as last year, where all the states west of the Mississippi have significant areas of drought. In fact, over 50% of the area is affected by drought at this point. Some of that will be offset by irrigation, but uh, it does mean that the production in the West is, is going to go down a little bit. The other thing to keep in mind is that our acreage is down slightly for alfalfa, and uh, also our hay stocks are about as low as they've been in many years. So uh, I think the price for alfalfa is going to continue well into this next year. That would uh, tell me to encourage everybody to try to put up the dairy quality hay, which is still selling for over $250 a ton. Uh, if you are going to uh, try to market hay, the medium square bales, the half ton bales are the most marketable and, and sell for the most easily and for the best price. They generally sell for about $50 more a ton than a round bale. So do keep some of that in mind if you're thinking marketing hay. Round bales are a good method of putting up hay, but it's really more for local use. They're difficult to transport, whereas the uh, square half-ton bales will, um, will transport much more easily and therefore are worth quite a bit more money. So Again, this year, do consider that hay prices are high and going to remain high. 
There will likely be opportunity to market hay if we have excess again, like we did last year. And uh, the main thing is to plan ahead for that and maybe have it in the correct bale form to get the highest price. And it's time. First crop is starting to come down around the state, and it looks like a pretty good crop. Thanks, Dan Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About eight minutes away from six o'clock. Quick check of our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. And uh, remember, they're open for your 5,000 mile scheduled maintenance visit. That includes a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and car wash. Schedule yours at Marquardt Motors. Dot com Again, today, partly sunny, and it's going to be windy again today. High about 77. 71 tomorrow under partly sunny skies. Chance of some showers on Thursday and 72. Friday should be sunny in 73 at 67 right now. And again, a quick reminder as we start June Dairy Month tomorrow. First dairy breakfast of the season in our area will be over in Marshfield. Part of the mayor's... Uh, activity of the Dairy Fest weekend, I should say, as breakfast will start at 5 o'clock at the fairgrounds. Also on uh, Saturday, June 4th, Barron County Dairy Breakfast will be held at the Wolk Farm, Rainbow Valley Farm, on Highway P north of Almina. The Athens Dairy Breakfast at Veterans Park on Saturday, 7 to 11. Monroe County Dairy Breakfast, 7 to 11. At Hawk High Dairy Farm in Norwalk, Portage County Breakfast on uh, Saturday, 8 to noon at Edgewood Dairy Farm in the Custer area. And Sunday breakfast? Uh, Abbotsford FFA alumni is having their breakfast from 7 to noon at Ensign Rolling Acres on County Line Road in Dorchester. Stratford FFA alumni is having their breakfast from 7 to 12.30 at the Country Air Ballroom on County Road P in Stratford. And Granton FFA alumni is having their breakfast on Sunday from 7 to 12.30 at J.C. Walter Farm on Prey Avenue in Granton. All right, and those are just the opening weekend, and of course that kicks off June Dairy Month. We'll tell you about more breakfasts coming up around our area as we get further and further into June. Once again, 67, partly sunny today, and again, it's going to be windy again. I don't know if it'll be quite as windy as yesterday, but... Uh, the winds will be noticeable. High about 77 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.